Welcome back to another episode of the Find Your Positivity podcast. We are now on episode 11. So thinking back to episode one, I know things have grown. I have grown. I have learned a lot of different things like how to master a track. Hopefully it keeps getting better and better and better. I just want to thank all of you for continuing to come back. Those who do listen, I just appreciate it. You know, I started with the one episode and I just... I just gave it a shot and I really like it. So I think I'm gonna keep doing it. You know, it just keeps getting better and better and the growth is just, it's great. You know, the visibility, we are available on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. You can find me on Twitter, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, all of these little things. Like for sure, just, you know, reach out to me. I would love to connect with some of you if you're enjoying the podcast. I would love to know. You can follow it on any of those services, any of those platforms. Again, I would just love to hear from all of you and just, you know, get some feedback. See if there's any episodes that you're really interested in, any topics you would like me to cover, just any questions you may have. Like I am open and I'm available for that. So again, you can reach out to me on any of those platforms any of those social media outlets and I will respond to you. So thank you all so much for listening. And for those of you who come back, thank you for coming back. You may already know. So full episodes are posted on Tuesdays and Thursdays. However, I do post daily focus and intention setting. If you're looking for a great way to start your day, get your mind in the correct space then definitely just listen to it. I also post the videos on my YouTube. If you are looking for a good way to start your day and you want to make sure that your head is clear, that you can start on a good note, you can start relaxed and stress-free, no tension, this is a great way to start your day. I usually wake up super early, I will record it, just based off of what God, the universe is telling me to record. Again, you know, you're setting a focus for the day and you're setting your intention for that focus. You're setting your day. From the the moment you wake up, maybe you need to realign yourself. You need to readjust, maybe take a nap, set your focus and intention. I do this all day. I don't know if it's conceited, but I do listen to them all day. I really enjoy just having that moment to myself and being able to say, okay, universe, God, this is what I'm focusing on right now. Help me set the intention to make my day a better day, to actually have a focus. I think, you know, sometimes we're caught up in just the normal day, the the grungy work of just going to work, coming home, doing what you need to do. And it's like, what about you mentally? You know, because that matters. That's that's why we're here to live life. So if you're so ingrained and caught up in your everyday life and you don't have time to actually sit down and think about what your focus is, what your intention is, what do you want to get out of life, then you're not moving. To me, that's not growth. You know, I've, I've had a lot of conversations with people and I speak about growth And for me, if I'm in a situation where I feel like I'm not growing and I'm being stagnant, then I, I just start to go downhill. I get sad. I get depressed. I feel restricted. And for me, I think that's super important. So for instance, if you've been in a situation or you've been at a career, 
you've been in a relationship with someone and you're just not growing, you're just there to be there, settling doesn't equate to happiness. Just because you've made that decision to stick with whatever it is that you're doing because maybe you've been told that's what you need to do or you feel like that's what you should do, but you're not happy and you're in that situation, let me tell you what happens. One day you're going to be so fed up with being in that situation, that relationship, that career, you're going to walk out, you're going to blow up, you're going to walk out. And it's like, what just happened? Okay, my friend, you weren't happy and you've been settling for so long that you're mentally drained, physically drained, and your body needs a rebirth. You get so low, so down that you have a tower moment. And everything gets shook. Anywho, like I said, if you're if you're looking for a great way to start your day or just kind of reset for the day, definitely check out the focus and daily intention setting. Again, I think it's really, really helpful. They're not long clips, okay? They could be less than five minutes. It's very relaxing, very soothing. I also post like little snippets on my Instagram. So you can do the short version, like about 30 seconds. You can look at my YouTube or my Instagram, but the full video, which is about, again, like five minutes is going to be on my podcast on all of those platforms. Feel free to, again, reach out. If you do like it, make sure you like it, comment, subscribe, follow all of those great things. That way I know that people are enjoying it or if I need to change anything. And again, it's posted usually daily. I may skip a day or two, but usually during the week, you'll get at least four to five daily intentions from me. And then you'll also get my full episode podcast. Okay. Also, if you check out my YouTube channel, I did just post a deep sleep guided meditation. It's amazing. I listened to it no less than 10 times. I just enjoyed it so much. It's so relaxing, so soothing. So if you're looking for a nice talk down as you're getting ready to go to sleep or maybe take a nap, just a nice reset definitely check it out again it's on youtube my youtube is purely danielle you can follow my instagram i usually post on both if i have any new uploads definitely check that out as well again if you're looking for a nice talk town as you're getting ready for bed it's perfect it's quick it's relaxing it's soothing it is oh i love it so much it's so good so definitely check that out back to the podcast okay so how is everyone doing for those who don't know My name is Danielle. I am a wellness and financial coach. I have over 10 years of experience in finances and customer service. I have leadership experience. And on this podcast, we like to discuss healing, mindfulness, and self-awareness. So we like to dive and dig deep and just find the positivity in every situation. We're all kind of going through this, these phases, right? And I'm currently in my super adult phase in I'm just learning to find myself. I feel like once you get into your late 20s, early 30s, that's when you really start looking at life like, what's my true purpose? What is my true purpose for being here? Am I fulfilling my purpose? And what can I do to fulfill that purpose? So all of those things. So that's the phase of my life that I am in. Some of you may not be in the same phase, but for those of you who are, you may resonate with that. So that's where I am. And During this phase, I have started multiple things. I am healing so much and I am going back to my childhood and accomplishing things that I thought about when I was a kid. So 
for one big thing for me is being a writer. So I have published my book. It's called A Conversation in Time. I'm publishing several others before the end of the year. And all of these things that I thought about when I was a kid or all of these goals that I have written down, things are coming into fruition. For everything to come to fruition in just a few months, I feel like that's pretty awesome. I am manifesting several things and my life as I know it is changing compared to a year ago. I feel like a year ago, I was very stressed. I was very focused on just making money and hitting a certain income amount, which for me, it was over six figures. So I felt like as long as I hit six figures, I was successful, but it got to a point where I was working many jobs and I also have side hustles. You know, it just was too much. It was too much pressure. The message I received was I shouldn't have to work so hard to reach the goals that I want, especially if it's meant for me. If I can manifest these things, I can manifest this to come easily to me. So that's kind of where I am right now. I'm in the scope of just healing and growing and manifesting all of my dreams. So I'm all about it. So as I go on this journey, I want to take you guys with me and I want to share any tips and tricks that I'm learning through this journey. Hopefully anyone listening, they may be able to apply those as well. So let's definitely just learn and grow together and just focus on being positive and motivating and inspiring everyone. Okay. The focus of today's podcast is actually leadership. I've been talking for 10 minutes, so let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Again, I have to ask, I will ask every podcast, how is everyone doing? We've been discussing finances, right? We've talked about budgeting. We've talked about secured cards. We've talked about how to kind of manage your household better. Hopefully those were some great podcasts for you guys. Those are just some of my daily tips, things I've learned over the years. I, I think since I've been in finance, I've learned so much, but the knowledge that I have, I don't feel like it's common knowledge to those who aren't constantly in the finance world, right? For instance, when I think about my childhood, I don't think about discussing finances with my mom. She was, again, a single mother. I mentioned it before. But when it came to finances, it was a very private thing. We really didn't discuss money. Um, I was the youngest, so I kind of asked for things and sometimes I would get them. Sometimes I wouldn't. Most of the time I would, you know, to be honest, my mom wasn't rich and I think she did her best to just kind of make sure we had what we needed. And when she could afford to give us a little bit extra, she did, but definitely finances when it comes to that, it's just not a clear topic. I would say in in my household or in households that have been close to me. I definitely want to continue that journey of discussing finances. And I do have more podcasts to come about financing and just learning to adult and take care of your finances, learning to manage your finances. That's the big thing. I think we all have to go through that little period of learning to manage. For example, making sure you pay all your bills and discussing your wants versus your needs and what's a priority. For instance, rent is a priority. Getting your hair done is not, or your nails done is not. So those little things like that, I do want to continue to have those conversations. So in the future, we will go back and forth between finances, self-healing and self-awareness and just any other given topic. Again, this podcast is going to be about leadership. So let's discuss being a leader and what leadership qualities or skills are. I think when you hear the word leader, for me, myself anyway, 
When I hear leader, I feel like it's always talked about in a career perspective. However, a lot of people are natural born leaders. You are leading whether you have a career, you have a job or not. It could be just a natural trait for you. Working in corporate finance, I feel like when it comes to that corporate ladder, you may feel like the people that are at the very top of that ladder are automatically leaders. And it takes a lot to be a leader. And just because someone is in a managing position or a lead position, that doesn't automatically make them a leader. It's, I feel like it takes several qualities to be a leader. So I would definitely consider myself just a natural born leader. In any situation, I like to be in control, but I like to manage. And I think I'm very good at managing any situation. I do think my downfall has been that I haven't been confident in my leadership, but those around me have noticed that I'm a natural leader. And I think even since I was a kid, I think others have tried to, you know, push me in that direction of being a leader. But, you know, it was never the time. I think I've, as I've gotten older, I realized that I have certain qualities and it's very natural. So I, that's when I did get more into leadership positions and taking more control and managing teams and things like that. So, you know, that's been really fun. Depending on the environment, I think it could be amazing. But for me, myself, I do think the corporate world, once you start getting a little higher on that ladder, the people that you are around and in those lead positions, I think they start to think of themselves in a different light. And they also think of their teams as something lower than them. Again, these these are just my opinions and what I've seen in corporate, but it, it as you get higher on that level, I think that everything just becomes a number, which honestly, that's super disappointing, but that's what I see. I think that's definitely what I see. It's so unfortunate, but I think as you get higher, you just kind of dismantle yourself from a team, especially if you have a nice, hardworking team and that works well together. And once you dismiss yourself from that team aspect and you think of yourself as over them instead of managing them, I think that that tweaks things a little bit. So what we're going to talk about today is how to be a, a good natural leader. So those of you who don't possess those natural leadership qualities, I'm going to give you some ideas of what leadership skills are. And these are definitely qualities that you can work on improving and just growing within these skills. Anyone can be a leader. I don't think it's not something for everyone, but it takes work. You know, everything, if you want it bad enough, it takes work. If it's something that doesn't come natural to you, then you may have to work a little harder than others. But I think once you make that decision that you want to be in a leadership position, I think these skills are definitely very, very helpful and they will help you to be more well-rounded and also to be more understandable of the team you are managing. So let's go ahead and get into number one. So number one, you need to have the ability to lead. So again, for those that are natural born leaders, this may come very natural to them just to have that ability to lead. Me, myself, it just comes out of me naturally. I naturally feel comfortable taking the reins and managing. I have no problem with it. I have no problem 
speaking for the team. I have no problem relaying messages to the team. I have no problem speaking to the person in charge. It's very comfortable for me. Other people may not feel this way. However, I would definitely say this is the number one quality. You can learn that ability. Anything can be learned. Now, if you're more shy and less confident and comfortable, then right off the bat, then you know that those are qualities that you would need to work on beforehand before you put yourself or apply or be in a position to take a a lead position, right? So definitely something to be mindful of, just having that ability to lead and being comfortable leading. You need to be comfortable because when you are managing a team, if my leader doesn't seem confident, if my leader doesn't seem sure about what we're doing, then I'm not comfortable. I'm not sure. So you need to be a strong, confident leader. So the second thing. So number two, you need to be able to adapt. You know, if you're managing a team, then you will have different personalities. You're going to have maybe different time schedules. You're going to have different perspectives and perceptions on everything. Not everyone is going to agree. You need to be able to adapt. You need to be comfortable being in a setting where people have different opinions. Your job as a leader is to find a common ground and whatever job that you're in, you know, making sure that all of your boxes are checked for whatever task, but making sure that your team is comfortable with that decision and you're confident in your decision. But if you have, again, multiple personalities, multiple perceptions, and you have to make sure that team is comfortable and they feel confident in you being a leader. So if you need to adapt, you need to be more flexible, then know that that's needed. You can't manage a team and say, okay, it's my way or the highway. Now, there are some leaders out there like that, given. However, it doesn't make sense. That doesn't make you a great leader. That makes you kind of like a dictator. (laughs) So you need to be able to adapt and be flexible. And when you have a team that know that you are a flexible and adaptable leader, they're going to be more comfortable coming to you. And that's the relationship you want to have with your team. If you're managing a team, you want to make sure that your team can come to you and talk to you about anything or they can go to HR, right? You don't want to have a team member that's more comfortable talking to the next supervisor or the next manager because what's going to happen? What are you going to say? Okay, so and so, why didn't you come to me? And maybe that person isn't comfortable because you're too rigid and you don't bend and you you don't adapt to things. So This is definitely something to be mindful of. So we'll go back. So again, leadership skills. Number one, you need to have that ability to lead. If you don't have that naturally, you need to work on those qualities to gain that comfortability, that confidence in leading. You need to work on those skills and be able to actually lead and manage. Number two, adaptability. You need to make sure that you are flexible. You can't always be in a rigid state and not be open to your team because you will have a team of many different personalities, many different perceptions, and it's going to be hard to agree on just one thing if you manage a team of, for example, 20 people. You need to be able to be flexible and adapt. So number three, you need to have empathy. And I know some people confuse empathy with sympathy. 
So empathy is being able to put yourself in that other person's shoes and just be more compassionate and understanding of why they may feel the way that they feel. This is a great skill to have as a manager because you want to be able to empathize with your team. No, you're not going to feel the way they feel 100%, but you do want to try to put yourself in their shoes and wonder you know, if anything is happening. For instance, if you have to let someone go, you need to be showing compassion. You need to be communicative. You need to show a little maybe a little tenderness, you know, provide clarity. You need to put yourself in that other person's shoes and be able to manage that situation, be able to manage that interaction. So again, I go back to saying, if you are a leader that is super rigid and you don't look beyond yourself, you don't think beyond yourself, that's not a good leader hands down, that is not a good leader. If you're only managing a team and only thinking about yourself, you are not a good leader. Some other examples could be if you have a team member that is needing to take some time off, it's a late request that they're submitting, possibly a death in the family, some type of medical emergency, maybe an emergency um, with their babysitter, their kids, their kids are sick. Any of those circumstances, empathize. You need to empathize with that person that you're managing because they are going to respect you more if you can empathize with them. If you are more flexible to the best of your ability, I know that some instances you're not able to do, you know, cut corners or anything like that, which I'm not asking you to do that or telling you to do that. I'm just saying, make sure based on the situation that you can put yourself in their shoes. If you have kids, you have to think about how would you feel if you had a sick kid and you needed time off or if you had a death in the family? Empathize. Empathy is very, very important as a manager. Okay, so let's go back through it again. Again, we're talking about leadership skills. Number one, you need to have the ability to lead. If you don't have this naturally, then you need to work on developing this skill. Number two, you need to have adaptability. You need to be able to be flexible with your team. And as you're empathizing with them, which is number three, you need to be able to put yourselves in their shoes and be flexible, be open. You know, don't just shut anyone down, but actually hear them out. I think they'll respect you more because of it. Even if deep down, you know that the answer is no, or you know that you can't make that accommodation, even just taking the time to say, okay, let me think about it. Let me go ask so-and-so, let me do this. They will respect you more because of it, because they feel like you're trying to actually help. And at the end of the day, I think that's what you want to accomplish. You want to have a team that's going to come to you if they have any issues, be open with you, feel comfortable having a conversation, and you want to be confident as a leader. So number four, reliability. You need to be reliable, which I think that's something you learn prior to being in a leadership position, you know, being on time, making sure you submit things when you, sh you need to. Um, you are going to your meetings, you are meeting deadlines, all of those things make you a super reliable person. So that's definitely a top skill for also being a leader. Because once you're a leader, what you have more meetings, you have more things that you need to attain to you have just all of these different things. If you are managing someone's time card, then you also have to be responsible for that. If you're not reliable, you don't approve your time cards when you should. That's horrible. And that 
actually creates a problem for your team and HR. And it's just also not a good look in general because other people are going to be looking at you like, okay, what is happening? Why is my manager not doing what they need to do? Why are they in this position? And if you are someone that has someone over you, then that person over you is going to be questioning your job as well. So again, reliability is big on the list. So let's go through them again. Again, we're talking about leadership skills. So number one, you need to have the ability to lead. Number two, you need to be adaptable and flexible. Number three, you need to show empathy. Number four, you need to be reliable. Number five, you need to be able to delegate. So if you are in a management position and you don't have that ability to delegate tasks, then then you definitely need to brush up on this skill. You need to be able to manage and delegate well. I think to delegate well, I think you should know your team. Again, you're going to have a team that's going to be different personalities, different perceptions, perspectives of all things. You need to know your team. So if you know you have a team member that prefers to work late and you know if you're in a position where you can be flexible with scheduling, then you would schedule that person to work late, schedule someone else to work early, you know, to better delegate, right? Um, Another instance would be if certain tasks are being handed out, based on what the task is, you would delegate that task to the more appropriate person. So just knowing your team's personalities, you'll know kind of what fits them the best, knowing what they're the best at when it comes to working. That's how you would delegate your tasks. Another big thing for me um, being in a leadership position is when it comes time to have an important conversation about if you know there's something that needs to be improved upon or if there's something that needs to be discussed then you know how to approach that person. You cannot approach every person the same. Some people prefer to some people prefer to hear the bad thing first and then hear the good things. Or opposite, some people prefer to hear the good things and then hear the bad things. I'm a person that prefers to hear the good first and then the bad. That makes a difference with me. So anytime I was having a conversation with a lead member or a member of management, I would let them know that. Hit me with the good first and then hit me with the bad. Because if you tell me the good things first, then I'm in a good mood, right? But if you start off the conversation really bad and at the end you're like, well, let's talk about what you did well on, then I'm already in a bad mood. I'm already just, I've already disconnected. (laughs) That's what I do. I would disconnect and just be focused on, okay, I need to improve this. I need to do better because that's that type A in me, that's my perfectionist coming out. So you need to know your team. I think that also, it just goes back to all of these skills. I think they all just tie in and they connect so well. But if you know your team and you're a great manager, you're great at managing, then you will be able to delegate wisely. Okay, so let's go through these again. Again, we're talking about leadership skills and quality. So number one, you need to have that ability to lead. If you don't have that, you need to work on improving that quality, okay? Number two, you need to be adaptable. You need to be able to be flexible with your team and not rigid. Number three, you need to have empathy. You need to have that ability to empathize with members that are on your team. If they are having a bad day, if they are sick, if they are having family issues, you need to 
be able to put yourself in their shoes so you can empathize and you're not coming to them in a forceful manner, being super dominating and trying to overpower them because you are a manager or because you have that title. That title does not make you a manager, okay? It's just a title you have at a job. It's just a title. Because if we're talking career and leadership, once you're outside of that job, that's no longer your title. You're regular Joe Schmo, okay? You're regular Jane Doe. So people need to understand that as you obtain these higher level positions, and I'm just speaking in regards to corporate, um, this isn't going to account for all careers, you know, for instance, like nursing, like being a doctor, like that's different. Or, you know, being a, a, a lawyer, like that's different. I'm talking about me as I've worked through corporate. Again, this is my experience, my opinions, but me working in a corporate place and dealing with executives, they feel like that title is that's who they are that's their title. That's who they are. And they are not good leaders. They just have a high title. You're high on the corporate ladder. Yes. But that doesn't necessarily make you automatically a good leader and a good manager. Things that I know that make you a great leader and your team that you are managing is going to respect you and be open with you because you have these qualities. So the fourth item, the fourth item is reliability. So if you are in a management position and you are leading your team, you need to be able to approve time cards. You need to be able to be on time. You need to be someone that is accountable and people can count on you to get things done. You need to be reliable. If you don't have that quality, you need to work towards being a very reliable person So how will you be able to manage a team if, for instance, say you can never get to work on time, then how can you go to someone on your team and reprimand them for not being on time? They can come back and say, well, you're never on time. So reliability, that is very, very important. Reliable when it comes to your meetings, when it comes to deadlines, you need to be hitting all of those key points. Okay. The next one is going to be delegate. You need to be able to delegate certain things to your staff. If you know your team, you know, your staff, you know, their personalities, you know, their, how they perceive things that's going to better help you to delegate your tasks. Okay. You need to be able to be comfortable with your team and allow your team to be comfortable with you. And it's relaxed and it's open. That's going to help you to delegate better. So number six, the final one is going to be consistency. As you're doing all of these skills, you're leading your team, you're managing them well, um, you're being adaptable and flexible, you're empathizing, you're being reliable, you're delegating all of your tasks. You need to continue to do this consistently. That's what's going to make you an amazing manager, an amazing lead, is that you're going to be consistent with all of these amazing skills. And they're going to look at you like, oh, I have a great manager. They're so consistent. Everything is always so good. And, you know, we're all human. Sometimes you're going to have a bad day. You may miss a meeting. You may forget something. But on the other hand of that, if you are not doing what you're supposed to do, you're not managing your team on a daily basis, you're not being reliable, you're late all the time, you're 
not being flexible, you're just saying no and not thinking of anything else or not giving them any additional options, then they're not going to like you. (laughs) But that's not the most important part. People may not like you. That's fine. But you want to be able to do your job and manage well. And part of managing well is going to be that consistency. So when it comes to that consistency, you need to make sure that you are level across the board with your staff. So that kind of brings me back to high school and just playing favorites. I I feel like I was a teacher's pet in high school and middle school and elementary, but you have to be able to treat everyone as equals. Yes, everyone is different. Everyone will have different um, personalities and perspectives on things, but you need to be able to level that line you're not able to play favoritism as a manager because when you do that, you are singling someone out. And you know what? The members of your team, your staff, they're going to notice that. And depending on the situation, that could be an HR issue, depending on whatever it is that's going on. So you need to be consistent, Um, not just with that, but just in general with all of these skills, you need to be consistent with each one, with your delegation, with your reliability, with your empathizing, with you being flexible, with your leading and managing skill, you should be doing this consistently as a manager. Now, again, these are just tips and tricks that I feel like make a wonderful leader. So it is my opinion, but these are just some basic leadership qualities that you could have that could really just lay the foundation for you and you can build from there. I really hope this is helpful to those that are thinking about obtaining a leadership position or or a managing position or, you know, maybe you've never had anyone kind of tell you what makes a good leader. I think it definitely my leadership skills what I think makes a good leader. I think it comes from just me working in finance these 10 years and me working in customer service and things that I feel like have made really good qualities as a leader when I look to my management team. I think I've had the opportunity to be on some really good teams that they fit well. They just fit really, really well. And communication is another one. It wouldn't be my top item, but it is definitely a, a bonus skill that is amazing to have. And I wouldn't put it on the top of my leadership skill list because I feel like communication is something you should have in any given environment in your just daily life. You should be able to communicate well. And I think you, if you're not used to it or if you, this is a skill that you need to kind of hone in on or you need to work on, then before you become a leader, I think you should be working on this skill. Based on the current climate, I think there could be different ways to communicate. You know, for me, email is a really big thing. So knowing email etiquette, phone etiquette, and just those little things, there's different ways to communicate in a corporate sense, as opposed to communicating, you know, outside in the real world, right? Again, so I just hope all of this has been very helpful. If you do like it, go ahead and like it, depending on what platform you're listening to it on. You know, if you're able to give it a heart, leave a comment, follow. Again, I post full episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. However, I do post a focus and intention setting every morning. So if you're looking for a way to start your day on a positive note, 
definitely check it out. Again, you take that five minutes for yourself to set the intention, set your focus for the day. It's so awesome. You can always go back and listen to it again. It's very calming, very soothing. I really, really love it. Again, I'm listening to those all throughout the day. And it's also good if I need just a reset throughout the day, I will listen to two or three. Again, they're about five minutes each. So I'll listen to it again, very calming and relaxing. And it just helps me reset my mind and kind of, okay, what's my focus? What am I really doing? Because, you know, we're all going through this day to day kind of different activities. And I think sometimes we lose focus and we're just focused on just working we're focused on all of these little things and we forget about ourselves and we forget about living life and that's what we're here to do we're here to live life and learn and grow and it's not all about working and making money which is great i think money is going to come to you regardless if you're on track if you're on the right track but you need to be able to bring your attention back to yourself what do you need how's your body feeling anyone out there that's consumed by work you're working like 70 hours a week or you're a mom you know you're a dad you're a parent you're all of these things and sometimes we forget to just bring the awareness back to ourselves we get so caught up in this life that we forget about ourselves and we forget to check in with our body i think your body will also let you know if anything is out of whack so Again, that focus and intention setting, check it out. They're about five minutes. I post it every day. It's daily. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I post the full episode podcast. I also post a blog. So you can check out my website. It's coachdanielle.com slash blog slash podcast. Also, I have dropped my ebook. So you can go on Amazon. It's called A Conversation with Time. It's a really short ebook or you can go to my website coachdanielle.com slash products you can get it there i've also listed some pep talks and guided meditations on my website for purchase definitely check it out you can check out my youtube for some free versions and i also have need love merch so if you're interested in looking at the merch you can go to my instagram i have some videos there but i have sweatshirts and mugs and journals and meditation notebooks so you can check that out as well also let me plug everything follow me on insta follow me on pinterest tiktok twitter all of those great things i'm also going to do a giveaway so i am inching close to 200 followers on instagram we're going to celebrate these little wins and i am going to do a giveaway i haven't announced it yet but it is coming probably tomorrow when this is going to be posted so I just want to thank all of you so much for tuning in. If you've made it this far, we're 38 minutes in. I think this is my longest podcast ever, but I am truly just getting very comfortable kind of telling my story and just getting these these tips that I have and these tricks out there to the world. And hopefully it's resonating with the right person and it's benefiting you. Again, I feel like it took me a long time to learn some of these lessons. So if I'm able to help someone and put it out in the universe and maybe they can grow and it can save them some hurt and some time then hey definitely take advantage so again thank you so much for listening i will talk to all of you again soon and i'm just sending you all so much positivity love and light peace